Hello Agents, and welcome to the 10th episode of the English Insights Podcast, hosted by myself, Pokemon Trainer J. This may be the second time this week that you're hearing my voice, as we had a mini-episode regarding the OPR Live Badge and the Wayfarer Review Challenge earlier in the week. We won't be covering much of that challenge this week, so we're mostly in the previous one, or we're going over new badges that have been added for Discovery and the winners of Discovery Phase 4 and 5, as well as any other news that we've had come in the meantime. But most importantly, I'll be moving on to the Discovery Phase 4 and Phase 5 winners as the next section. Uh, 2023 anomaly season has now wrapped up. Uh, Discovery Phase 4 and Phase 5 have now concluded. And Niantic shared that the winner for Discovery Phase 4's Reclaimer Challenge, which was for getting the most agents capturing 100 Machina portals or more, it was Resistance, winning at 50.1% of the total amount and Enlightened coming 49.9%, so it's very, very, very close on that. This gave the Resistance a 1.331 times score bonus of Phase 5. Phase 5 score, with that bonus applied, was Enlightened got 616, Resistance got 511. That means the overall Discovery score was... Enlightened 1,704, Resistance 1,575. So this means that the Enlightened capture these five of the Discovery Anomaly, and they capture the Discovery Anomaly series overall. So well done to the Enlightened. I'm sure there'll be some buy one, get one free fireworks in the store shortly, and obviously there'll be the usual badges for sale as part of the Discovery Weekend around for two weeks, but I'll cover a little bit later as well. As mentioned, we are in the Discovery Phase 5 Weekend now, and that means there's some new badges available in the store, as it's become the tradition now to have one previous badge and one new badge that's AI created. So this time they're both ADA badges, so you can either get the 2016 version of the medal or the 2023 version of the medal. Both of them cost 30,800 CMU for the pack and they include badge, five kinetic capsules, and two portal focus in them. I've already got the 2016 badge myself. I might pick up the 2023 badge. They are available for two weeks starting from yesterday so you can pick them up over Christmas or any time for those two weeks up if you want to and now move on to an update to the app. It's been a little while since we've had a large update to the app and this week has actually no difference to a minor update so we're now on Ingress 2.131.1 being released and all the mentions that we can see for it is fixes for the new agent training have been implemented. So nothing major, nothing hidden as far as we could tell in that update. It's probably our last one of the year now. 
Amazon to mention that and make sure that your devices are up to date. And I'll move on to talking about the Mission Day announcements for Q1. On the 15th of December, the Ingress team updated their 2024 Q1 Mission Days to announce when all of those are. So I'm just going to run through the list. I'm going to apologise in advance if I pronounce anything incorrectly. There are a few Mission Day lights and a few that are on anomaly days. So those are pending as to where they'll be and for more information on those. But we've got the first one on the 20th of January in Monte Isola in Italy, which is a Mission Day light. The 27th of January, there's one in Maryville in the US. The 10th of February, there's one in Ali in Saal in Germany. The 18th of February is one in Adelaide, Australia. This is an anomaly mission day, so more information is pending. The 18th of February as well, there's one in Santiago in Chile. Again, anomaly mission day, so there's more information pending. The 25th of February, there's one in Lund, Sweden. And there's also one on the 25th of February in Monte Grande in Chile, which is a mission day light. Then on to March, we've got the 2nd of March is one in Holton in the Netherlands. And also on the 2nd of March, there's one in Pickamauga in EA in the United States. The 9th of March, we've got one in Kochi City in Kochi in Japan. And then also on the 9th of March, we've got the only UK one, which is important for me, in Aberdeen in Scotland. The 16th of March, we've got one in Bogota in Colombia. The 17th of March is one in Macau, which is an anomaly mission day, so there's more information pending on that. And also on the 17th, there's one in Porto in Portugal, which again is an anomaly mission day, so there's more information pending on that. The 23rd of March brings us one in the Strait of Messina, Italy. The 23rd of March as well, there's one in San Jose, California, United States. And then the final one for Q1 2024 is on the 30th of March, which is in Hidaka City, Saitama, Japan. So if you've applied for one and haven't heard back, unfortunately you've not got one posted in your city for Q1. However, there are still the Q2, Q3 and Q4 events to apply for for mission days if you do wish to do that. We covered how to do that and the application dates for those in the previous podcast. So you can find more detail there and you can look on Ingress's website as well for details on where to apply, how to apply and what you need to prepare for doing that as well. And so discuss now the new temporary ACAP program we've got running for the rest of December. A new kinetic capsule program was shadow dropped into the game and agents have now found out this related to the Honolulu anomaly this weekend. So due to the wildfires that ravaged Hawaii back in August, this is done by the Niantic team to help with obviously preparing for the Honolulu anomaly this weekend. And they've said they'll donate one dollar for every kinetic capsule program claimed until the end of December towards those efforts. And to motivate people to do it, as I said, there's a new kinetic capsule recipe. This cost is eight level one XMPs or higher level if not any level ones. And one XM to run it. And once you've walked eight kilometers, you'll generate three peace beacons. 
these peace beacons haven't been available in that way before. I think it's also the first time we've had a way of creating beacons via kinetic capsules. I quite like the idea as a general thing, if it goes forward to create some beacons in that way or create fireworks. I know people have been asking for quite some time now about being able to duplicate portal keys with kinetic capsules. It's not happened yet. I don't see it happening before the end of the year, but who knows what the next year holds. So if you want to run a few of those, get yourself some free peace beacons and then help out Hawaii, then be great. Uh, yeah. Then move us on now, just to remind everyone about the bonus event reminder. See how everyone's doing. Go forward from there. The bonus event is obviously still running at the moment. It runs until the sixth of January, twenty twenty four. This is where agents can gain a lot of points for doing overclock hack, and also gain some points from the event for capturing and deploying mods on portals. I'm on, I think, about 770 points at the moment, so I've earned the basic badge. I don't know if I'll be able to get up to the advanced badge, which is 5,000, certainly going to give it a go. Agents have been struggling to get VPS portals activated because of increased usage of the Wayfarer app for this, because I don't think it was ever intended to take as high volumes as agents are currently putting through the system. So some are seeing that normal activations that would take three or four hours to activate are taking days and days at the moment. So there's no way still to activate that via ingress natively, unfortunately. If you like there to be or want to ask for that, then obviously you can do that on the ingress community forums, or you can speak with the ingress team via Twitter slash X and see what they provide on there. I think it'd be good if agents could do that themselves, especially considering the updates that I'll talk about later from the Wayfair AMA responses. But before I get on to the AMA responses, I'm just going to move on to talk about the update on the Wayfarer challenge as well. As part of the Wayfarer challenge that we've discussed previously, it's got community tiers on to clear certain amounts of way spots to a resolution by the end of the challenge. The first tier for that was having 10,000 way spots resolved, the second tier being 45,000 way spots resolved, and the third tier being 90,000 way spots resolved. Niantic Tintino shared on the 15th of December. Mm -hmm. He said, hello, Wayfarer crewmates. Congratulations on the clearing tier two rewards. <laughs> Exploring Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan through your reviews, and we'll be hitting tier three in no time. And who knows, we'll maybe even introduce a tier four safe sailing. So, as mentioned, that's now gone past tier two. So, if you review at least 50 nominations from the challenge countries, which you can see via the counter on the Wayfarer website, you'll get 25 level eight resonators, 25 level eight XMPs, 25 level eight power cubes, three rare shields, three rare heat sinks, and three rare multi hats. Obviously, we may clear tier three and the hypothetical tier four and get even better prizes than that. And as a reminder, the individual rewards are separate to these. So this is based on how many you do yourself in total. The highest amount being 500 reviews at the moment, and that would get you three rare kinetic capsules, 
and one OPR live badge tick that we talked about in our mini episode. So if you do want to get OPR live, the main thing is to hit 500 reviews from the challenge countries. As I mentioned, there have been issues people have had before where they've got 500 exactly, or they've hit 501 and not got the rewards. So I would encourage you to aim to 10% more than that. So we get the 550, just to be sure, make sure you've got them all counting on there. Shouldn't take you much longer than doing the 500 itself. I've seen many agents have already hit that. And you've got until the 20th of December to do that. So you've got a few days after this podcast comes out to try and blaze through that. But obviously, take your time, think about each nomination, and then don't rush it and you'll get there eventually. And then I'm going to move on to still say a little bit about Wayfarer. So that the AMA responses posted as well. So I'm not going into all of them, but just a couple of highlights on there. One other thing that got asked quite a lot, it seems, on the AMA was about how to ensure you reject a nomination as part of the process due to the change in the system. So the previous review flow was centered on the main question of should this be a waste spot? It asked your individual opinion on the entirety of the submission. With the new review flow, we broke that opinion into questions matching our acceptance and eligibility criteria. If you believe that a nomination should not be on the map, make sure you review the nomination and thumbs down safe, appropriate, accuracy, or permanent and distinct to have your review reflect a rejection. So many people thought that a rejection would be if you gave a thumbs down to all of the criteria, so saying it's not a good place to socialise, exercise or explore. However, Niantic Tintin has clarified this is not the case. It's only a rejection if you thumbs down on the first four questions on the nomination. So if you believe it should not be on the map and it's not eligible, you can give a thumbs down on there the first four. To make sure it is rejected but obviously do use that correctly don't reject something just because you don't like it personally there's plenty of things i don't like but they make great way spots so i'm not going to reject them in that way as i said we're not going to cover all of the wayfarer stuff however there is another podcast out there that's now on its 100th episode called way spotters it's hosted by two folks called Jamal and Chris. It used to be hosted by Jamal and Lachlan, but they've since changed things around, moved things on a bit, and they'll cover everything to do with Wayfarer, and they'll go through that in a bit more detail. So I'll link to their podcast if you want to catch up on that. They'll go through everything, as I said, in great details as relates to Wayfarer, but if you want more ingress stuff, then stay tuned to this one as we move on to our next section. The responses to the Wayfarer November slash December AMA got posted on the 13th of December on the Wayfarer forums. I'm not going to cover all of them because they all necessarily relate to Ingress. I want to cover a few that have been mentioned and may be important to agents. So the first thing is that they talk about the Wayfarer app. So they say that in our June roadmap, Plus AMA, we shared that we plan to bring the Wayfarer app to the Explorer community this summer. Unfortunately, we have decided the Wayfarer app is not what we need to improve our Wayfarer experience and will no longer be working 
or chipping a Wayfair app for the Explorer community at this time. Our current Wayfair app, dedicated for the developer experience, will be depreciated and will migrate over to another app focused specifically on scanning. We apologise for this change and understand for some it may be disappointing. We understand the convenience an app can offer, but feel it's not the right thing at this time. We may revisit this decision in the future, but we'll first prioritise our time and our resources to ensure we provide the enhanced and improved Wayfair experience that you've been asking for. So this Wayfair app started under the previous community manager for Wayfair, who's called Niantic Bambocat. And it seems that since that time, since she's left the business, the Wayfair team have decided it's no longer useful to have an app for that. This will obviously affect ingress agents who use the Wayfair app to VPS activate portals at the moment because they can't do that via ingress and then I just want to cover one more point as well on there one additional small thing from me it was mentioned in part of the Wayfair AMA that the ambassadors would see all of the questions and be able to help out there if needed so I have seen all of the questions. I can share that there were some game-specific questions. So there were questions asked about Ingress, even though it's a Wayfarer AMA. And the Wayfarer team puts all of them along to those game teams so they can take actions to review the questions the community's got. I don't know if this would lead into us getting an Ingress AMA so that those questions can be answered. But just to make sure the questions didn't get Tossed away by the Wayfarer team, they're onto the right team. I'm just seeking to see if I can get permission to share what those questions were so that people can know what the Ingress community is asking via the Wayfarer community, if that makes sense. But once I've got the okay, then I'm happy to share those questions and see what people think of what was asked and see if we can get any answers from the Ingress team as well. We're now at the section of the podcast where we go back in time a little, and we're going back in time to 2018, when it was the Ingress Year 6 event. This is the first Ingress anniversary mail that I've got, so a little while after the Year 5 event ended. So this ran from November the 17th, 2018, to November the 26th, 2018. And for all of that event, the agents got double AP. We were able to deploy two level 8 resonators and two level 7 resonators. Agents could deploy four mods per agent and portals had a cooldown which was previously five minutes for portals decreased down to three minutes. This introduced us to the Ouroboros badge which was a bronze medal for those level 3 to 8, silver for those level 9 to 12 gold for those at level 13 and 14, and then for those at level 15, and those that were level 16 or reversed on Onyx Badge. This was a little while after Recurse came out, so they had to clarify that agents would not go back to getting a bronze medal if you'd recursed and you were level 3, for example. you still get the Onyx medal regardless. And as part of this, there was also a live stream on Twitch, whether that's 
been removed, but it survives on YouTube. I've found a link to one that was unfortunately tough that's about half an hour long. If anyone's got the full one that I can share, that'd be fantastic. But I'll share what's available on there. I'd like to know what kind of level badge you got for the year six event. And there's been a few events that were announced shortly after that, such as the deploy and destroy events that was starting in December that year, as well as a few buff challenges, but they weren't part of the year six events. So next year we'll be moving on to looking at year seven and then if we catch up to where we are in year eleven before the year twelve starts in November next year. So that being said, I'm gonna move on to the the other feature that we've got planned. As I mentioned, these are a bit social whilst we're in festive period. So we're moving to look at what comms is. In your scanner slash ingress app, you have a button that says com. So we'll call it comms, so communications. So there is something that can be used to see what's happening in the world around you on ingress. So if you go onto it, onto the first tab, it will tell you the activities within a certain area. The lowest you can have this set at is five kilometers, up to 5,000 kilometers. See what's going on in your local area. And this will tell you about fields that have been created or links that have been made, things that have been destroyed and captured. So you can see what's happening in the area around you. And then the second tab, you can change it to alerts. So this is for things like portals that you own, including ones you've got moderate mods on. And then this will show you what's been attacked or neutralized or recaptured on there. The things that the other factions obviously done against your stuff that you own. And you can scroll back similarly between five kilometers, super close to 5,000 kilometers if you want to see what's happening. And it will always show you the latest actions at the bottom of the screen. One of the more social aspects mentioned is you can then tab across to the chat function. And this will show you the chat in your local faction, again, between five and 5,000 kilometers. So you can see chats that the local faction have had with each other. And within that, there's also a section for cross-faction chat. Usually the white amenable in my area in my area i know they're sometimes not for other people but my factions get along as much as two rivals in a game can i think locally and you'll be able to see messages that come up in there i know i've been contacted via bombs by either agents of my own faction or opposite factions when i've been around new city people are quite keen to see someone destroying things or deploying to things as well and helping them out and I've met three agents through that way by like organizing something and meeting them face to face and the first few agents I met was through that way I'm not going to name them because I've not gone through that but I've met agents multiple times now via using comms and seeing who's around I find it quite handy myself as I said you can get bombs bans if you say things aren't nice so try and keep things quite polite and don't flag off the other and if you can help it on the main chats 
And then the final section on here is a relatively new section, in the last few years now, I think, which is the news section where Ingress will update on the news that's going on. So they've got things on there that I've covered in this podcast, such as the Peace Beacon, the new OPR Live that I mentioned, and details about Operation Kronos, all then linked to their website and give you more details. So I find comms quite handy myself for seeing what's been attacked and where I might need to go and do a bit of repair and blow up some blue, blow up some red, detail when Machinera is around as well, and then see what's going on from there and get updates. It's pretty useful to me. And like I say, it's got a little social aspect in being able to have a chat with your own faction or a cross-faction chat. Just have to be aware that everyone can see what's said in the cross-faction chat if they're close enough or set the range correct. Similarly, everyone in your faction can see what's been said in that as well if they set their range close enough. So be aware of what you're saying on comms, be nice to the people basically. And I'm going to move on now to just get everything all wrapped up. Thank you all for listening to the 10th episode of the Ingress Insights podcast. If you'd like to contact the show, you can do that via our social media links that will be in the show notes. We've got a few now, so I'm not going to mention them all individually. And you can also participate in polls and Q&As if you're listening on Spotify. And you can email us on ingressinsights at gmail.com. If you want to hear about something in particular, want to be a guest on the show, you can do that. For our next two shows, they'll be coming out on the 24th of December, Christmas Eve, and 31st of December being New Year's Eve. So these will be pre-recorded. And what I'm going to do in those is run through some of the Ingress Japanese community calendar stuff that I've not been able to cover previously. And go through those in a bit more detail. The 24th of December episode will be looking at a bit of a What the Hell is Ingress podcast I'd planned to do previously. And also then for the 31st of December one we'll be looking at the Ingress in 2024 thread and seeing what people want going forward as well as sticking in any news that happens in between and covering any further details in there. So I'll you'll hear from me over the next few weeks, but I hope to see you properly again in the new year in 2024, agents. <laughs>